0: The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.
1: I'm looking through you. Paul sings to a g-g-g-ghost? Zoid Scoob! Well, the Beatles should have done a Scooby-Doo mysteries episode, <laughs> I feel like. They should have done a crossover, their cartoon and that cartoon. Oh, for sure. Different.
0: That would have been great.
1: Uh, this is another example of me being glad Paul and Jane Asher did not have the best of relationships. I feel pretty ghoulish about that. I feel bad, but it all worked out in the end, I would say. Um, this, this song reminds me of the bird song. I'll feel a whole lot better, which is a catchy folksy tune that is low key, a uh, dagger to a loved one.
0: Yes. I mean, there's so much to, to like about this song. I mean, the love, the, the, sorry, the line, love has a nasty habit of disappearing overnight. Just perfectly describes that the drama, the life or death of this relationship that he's talking about. And it's all through these, you know, campfire folk courts it's crazy. I mean, as you noted, it's sad they were having a tough time here, but a really great pop song came out of it all.
1: Absolutely. Um, This song was inspired by a disagreement between Paul and Jane. It was written at her family home in Wimpel Street, London, where McCarty had his own room in which to compose and sleep. That's always funny to me because he wrote most of these songs where uh, he's fighting with Jane in, in her family's house.
0: It's, yeah, odd. <laughs> also, you're Paul McCartney. Don't you have enough money to have your own place?
1: Uh, he did. But, you know, he, he uh, a skinflint, perhaps. Yeah, I guess you so. You might, might call Paul, at least at that time. Um, yeah, so at the time, Jane went to perform at John Dytton's The Happiest Days of Your Life uh, at the Bristol Old Vic She was an actress, and, uh, you know, Paul didn't like that. He wanted her to be around the house, and that's an antiquated notion even then. Um, So, yeah, Paul said, Suffice to say, this was one that was probably related to that romantic episode I was seeing through her facade and realizing that it wasn't quite all that it seemed. I would write it out in a song, and then I've got rid of the emotion. I don't hold grudges, so that gets rid of that little bit of emotional baggage. I remember specifically this one being about that, getting rid of some emotional baggage. I'm looking for you, and you're not there. Not there is in italics right. from Paul McCartney many years from now, co-written by Barry Miles. In his 1968 authorized biography of the Beatles, Hunter Davies recorded McCartney's thoughts while he and Asher were still together. Paul alluded to the fact he found it hard to commit to one person— Though he acknowledging though he acknowledged that his harsh words and song were inspired by hurt, Paul once confessed, "I don't have easy relationships with women, I never have. I talk too much truth."
0: That's a fascinating quote. Mm. I mean, he's talked a lot about selfishness during this period,
1: and yes, made- he's admitted that
0: yeah and he hasn't like spelled it out like specifically but perhaps jealousy I mean he didn't it seems that he didn't like when the roles were reversed when she yeah. went off to do his when she when she went off to do her thing meanwhile he'd been doing it for years mm-hmm. um, and yeah that is selfish and it is jealous it is jealousy but at least he understands that now I guess
1: yeah you know theater. time you yeah. know gives you perspective uh my my brother-in-law's father told me over the weekend uh that when you get older time boosts faster so that's something to look forward to
0: i, I learned from a, a song uh by a band called uh hootie and the blowfish time why do you punish me
1: <laughs> hootie the, i can't believe that's our first hootie the blowfish reference on this podcast <laughs> They literally sang a song about holding hands, as if we wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to oh, a whole, Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute.
0: Um, well, there's there was no uh, there's no been no Beatles songs about uh, cracked rearview mirrors, so. But i was, mm.
1: uh,
0: I listened to a whole Hootie and the Blowfish podcast the other day, so it's kind of fresh in my brain.
1: And uh, oh, I see. Um, and also, the Beatles never did a music video starring Chris Berman and uh, Miami Dolphins Stars. So, yeah.
0: and they, they also the Beatles were not in an episode, a plotline in an uh, in an episode of Friends.
1: That's right, season two, <laughs> and Monica gets fired at the end of it. Spoiler. Spoiler alert! You know she got a hickey from one of the Blowfish. Which is of course silly because I, I believe uh, there there weren't the Blowfish like Hootie wasn't uh, Darius Rucker and the Blowfish weren't the backing band. That's a misnomer.
0: Just a terrible band name.
1: Yeah, not great.
0: Not I mean, the, the
1: b- best.
0: The Beatles aren't the best band name either, but
1: no, I was going to say that.
0: <laughs> so who am I to throw to, to cast stones?
1: The Beatles recorded the rhythm, tr- they, they went through this song three times, uh, remaking it. And then on the third attempt, they recorded the rhythm track in one take, and later overdubbed vocals and an organ. The organ was played by Ringo, who also created a percussive sound by tapping a box of matches with his fingers.
0: Way to go, Ringo. I, I love that part of the song.
1: The... So I guess Mal wasn't available.
0: Well, I guess he was uncredited on the, on the anvil, so...
1: Mm. The final release version of I'm Looking For You features several faintly audible abnormalities, such as incomplete hand clapping, <laughs> straight guitar notes, and tambourine hits. What are these mistakes Went unnoticed during post-production or were intentionally left in remains uncertain? The North American stereo version of the song contains two false guitar starts, which were cut from the other mixes. Allegedly, the engineers at Capitol Records thought the false start was intentional and left it in. And then
0: millions of Americans were confused where they were when the albums were reissued on CD.
1: Yeah, they're like, wait a minute, this was longer before, and that's a—is uh, that a hashtag Beatles did it, like with the false starts in the recording? Uh, that, that was that would stay in.
0: Maybe I, you know, I can't think of any right now that would be sooner. Mm-hmm. But pro- you're
1: probably right. Right, right in. If we are mistaken,
0: yes. But I literally was watching. I was when I was doing research. I watched. Yeah, you know, I did my own resource, research. Now you do yours. I came across a. a, a Video of a band playing, I'm looking through and they did the false starts and I was like
1: groaning. It's like, just <laughs> you don't have to do that. You don't
0: have to do that.
1: That's very American of them.
0: Very American of them.
1: I, I don't know. I think that's kind of, you know, that's a hat, little hat tip, I guess. I guess. If you know, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, complete with twanging dobro and mandolin Steve Earle breathes new life into I'm looking for you, giving the song a centered twang as he sings you're not the same and baby you changed the wallflowers in a rendition of I'm looking for you Um, it rocks righteously according to John Croft I disagree, it's fine I don't think it rocks righteously
0: uh Ted Leo does a great cover of this song, which is like half dub half double time rave up and it's a it's an interesting interpretation that appears on uh, this bird has flown uh which we've talked about before
1: yes, Ted leo's not the one who did the two false starts, right
0: No, but he has a lot of he, he puts on his echoplex and it uh <laughs> rings out for a little while right before the song really kicks in
1: oh, okay. Is it like, Timorous Me when, it like, the drums don't kick in until, like, a bit of 30 in?
0: No, it's more just, like, you have to wait 10 seconds, and that's when he when starts singing, that's when the drums kick in.
1: Okay. Love Counts is two, both on the line, love has a nasty habit of disappearing overnight. Josie Scale, I'm giving this. Uh Yeah!